Welcome to the Nuggets of Gold podcast. We are back today after probably one of one or if not the lowest point in the Shanahan Lynch era. Jake, I'll just start with you, man. What are your what were your feelings throughout that game and after that game on Sunday? Yeah, man. It's it's obviously probably the toughest loss we've taken really since 2018. Um, you know, and and a lot of that was because we're hurt, man. I mean, we're, we're down bad right now. And, uh, I mean, we'll get into, you know, coaching and stuff for a while, but I mean, I think everyone saw the problem and that's cornerback, man. And we didn't address it in the draft and we didn't address it in free agency. And obviously you can't predict four starting corners going down, but, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, he was hanging that guy out to dry. Um, it's just not a good look, man. I mean, this is literally a bridge quarterback tearing up what was essentially the number one defense last year. Again, like we said, lots of injuries. But um, it just it wasn't good, man. And, and we saw that. The fans saw that. And it's probably the worst loss we've had in a year and a half. Yeah, so I would have to say this is probably the lowest point, like lowest. Um, I don't know, like the feelings of everyone in the in the the Forty ers faithful, just because they're projected to be a very good team, and you have all of these losses, and that's what most of most of the blame goes to is that so many guys are hurt. But there's also the stuff with Robert Sala. Um, Dante Whitner came out and basically said. Robert Sala looked like a terrible defensive coordinator. Me and you were, were wondering, how did uh, Brian – is it Brian Allen? Yeah. Yeah. How did Brian Allen even get a chance to be on the field? He got torched. So I saw a thing. I think he got targeted six times, and this is non-penalty play. So six targets. They caught it five times on him for like 120 to 140 yards. I don't remember the exact number. It was either 120 or 140-something. And he also had two penalties and he gave up a perfect passer rating. Oh, and the two penalties, I believe both of them were within the five yard line. The, the biggest play that was just kind of like, Oh my God, was the one where it's like third and goal from the 22 and they leave him on an Island with Devonte Parker. And that was probably the easiest touchdown Devonte Parker scored since high school. I would put yeah. so much money. That was a, he, he didn't even do anything. He just ran straight, and he toasted him by about seven yards. Yeah, man, and it's painful. Um, look, it's not even that Brian Allen is awful, which, look, in comparison to many NFL corners, I'm sure he's not the best. But you cannot pin all the blame on this poor dude, man. And, and I know that we want to do it, and the faithful want to do it. It's so easy to – blame one guy because he's on the field making the plays getting burnt but it's just bad coaching man when you look at you know just he's he's called up from the practice squad on Saturday so just to give you you know a little bit of perspective like I mean you hear the pros say it, the, the analysts say it, you you have to give people time like you can't just be like oh hey it's Saturday you want to play tomorrow you know you, you can't do that and 
I mean, I bet he like, had an idea though. He had for that sure, some idea. For sure. And, and, you know, you have an idea of what the game plan is, but there's no practice. There's no, you know, technique correcting. It's, you know, you're on practice squad, you're called up, and all of a sudden it's like, boom, go. Now you're facing Devontae Parker, who's easily a top 20 receiver in the NFL. And that's just not easy, man. That, that's not easy to do. And a lot of it is coaching, man. Robert Sala, um, you said it. Dante Whitner came out and said he was horrible. Um, look, cover three doesn't work if you don't have a corner you can leave basically on an island. Uh, Richard Sherman, you know, you can leave him alone on an island. You can't do that with Mosley. You can't do that with um, Jason Barrett, really. And you really can't do that with Brian Allen. So, you know, you have to scheme something differently. Um, and I also want to say that I think coming into this game on both sides of the ball, we seemed like we took this opponent way too lightly, that we were going to come into this game and from the jump it was like, oh, you know what? they'll get a couple yards on us. We could play soft early and uh, whatever they scored, you know, we'll come back. And that just wasn't the case, man. 48 points or 43, I think they put on us. I mean, how do you do that, man? How do you give a team with what did they have the fifth pick in the draft this year? How do you give that team, you know, almost a 50 burger on you when you were, just about the number one, if not the number one defense last year. And like I said, injuries, bad coaching, but this should just never happen. Yeah, I, I do want to bring up some stuff. So a lot of people were talking about like, freaking out, like absolutely freaking out. Um, me and Jake, like, yes, we're concerned, but we don't think it's time to, you know, nuke the whole thing because people act like, oh, my God. It, don't get us wrong. It was a terrible loss. It doesn't mean that Jimmy's done. It doesn't mean that Kyle Shanahan sucks. That's how people are acting, and I think that's just absurd. I don't think the average fan thinks that at all. But it does show that Robert Sala, when he's shorthanded, he has not looked good. And that's why before last season, the, a lot of people thought he should be fired because they didn't do anything. And then it's like, oh, he gets this dominant defensive line, and like, yeah, he looks good. But what defensive coordinator wouldn't have looked good with that group of guys last year? You know, like that's the question. And so it makes me seem it makes it very unlikely that he gets hired as a head coach somewhere just because he hasn't looked that good. And like, I get that he doesn't have his guys, but, but they've struggled. Like they, like Kerry Hyder and Eric Armstead have still played really well. DJ Jones, Javon Kinlaw, that defensive line has still played good, but the secondary has been a mess. Um, Jimmy Ward. I, I saw some people were really upset about Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward got toasted. And I think it was the second half. Uh, I forget who scored the touchdown, but he got toasted. And then uh, against Philly, he got shifted out of his shoes at the goal line by Wentz, if you remember that play, Jake. But there's a lot of questions right now in the secondary. Um, and obviously, there is a massive amount of injuries. I think that's the biggest reason for them just getting killed. But the other, the other main things are Robert Saul has not looked good. And the other thing is Jimmy G didn't look good. Jimmy G looked off from the get-go. Um, and I don't think he's going to look like that for the rest of the year, but there is some, definitely some serious questions as like wondering like, Hey, is this guy the quarterback of the future? I love Jimmy, but I doubt that he comes back if they don't make the playoffs this year. And where we're standing right now, that Rams, that Rams game is almost a playoff or bust type of game. And not because like, Oh, they're two and four. Like you can go two and four and make the playoffs. 
they're going to be two and four. And if the Rams win, I believe the Rams will be five and one, and the Seahawks will probably win. They'll be six and zero. Oh. And yeah, like maybe another team can get in, but you're going to be like fighting the Cardinals, who have a much easier have a last place schedule. You know, they have a couple easier games, and you're going to be having like the seven like the hardest seven game stretch of any team this year coming up. Like that's just does not spell very likely. So like you got to go out there and win the next game. And then it looks like Sherman's not going to be back, so they're going to be shorthanded that corner again. It's scary. I think this is a, I think this is the biggest like low point in the in the Shanahan Lynch era for sure. Well, the question I beg is: Is it going to be Jimmy or is it going to be the roster? Because you know, if this season goes down the tank, which it could happen, that's that's a very real possibility. Um. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo's owed, I think, $31 million next year if we keep him, which um, if the cap goes down to um, $175 million, I believe that percentage works out to somewhere like 22% of the cap he would be taking up. I heard that the other day on um, the Rich Eisen show. I think they were talking about something like that. And so that's a big chunk of the cap, and that really limits what you can do financially. But at the same time, you look at what's around. The offensive line has not been in sync at all, all season long. Um, you know, we haven't seen much of the receivers because Jimmy hasn't really been healthy. Um, Kittle is literally being forced to block on every passing down because there's just too many guys rushing. And the running backs really just haven't seemed to get anything going. So it's been kind of a a hard year to judge much much of anything. And it's going to be interesting. Uh, Shanahan came out today and actually said that this year the draft felt super limited to him. He felt like his draft strategy was really, really limited. He did want to get another corner. He said that today, but – they just didn't have enough draft capital. And that comes from, I believe, uh, the D Ford trade. We didn't have a second round pick this year, uh, if I'm uh, not mistaken. And then also, uh, you know, trading back into the first round to get Ayuk is, uh, you know, going to cost you some draft capital as well. So they were limited. And that's part of the problem is you can't really get significant depth, you know, on the O-line. Uh, in the secondary when you just don't have those picks and I get it they were in a win now situation but it does beg the question is a retooling coming after this season I I don't know if it's going to be like like every offseason is a retooling um I I don't know I think that there's a lot of I don't think D Ford will be back don't think Juan Alexander will be back um I think there's a very large chance that Jimmy's not back and I I don't think that's the right move really but just the way stuff's played out, I don't think that's going to happen, um, especially because he's basically on a year-to-year contract. I remember how everyone, when he signed his deal, everyone was like, oh, look, Jimmy got him. Like, he won the deal. It's like, no. He's- well, here's, here's my question to, to interject really quick. Yeah. Up to this point in the season, who would you rather have, Jimmy Garoppolo or Justin Herbert? And for me, I think my answer, honestly, at – Full health might be Herbert playing. He's playing pretty good. I mean, he held the Saints through, what, three and a half, four quarters yesterday? And 
they have very similar offenses to us. You know, run run heavy team, good wide receivers. So I think there's so many good young quarterbacks in the draft year after year where this has to be an option. They have to look at that, right? Well, one thing I want to bring up is that as much as like – so if you think about like the receiver position, you know, like there's so many guys that can play receiver and, and be solid receivers. It's kind of like that for quarterbacks now, and I don't think a lot of people will agree with me on that, but there are so many quarterbacks. There's at least like 20 guys that are – yeah, he's a pretty good quarterback. Like think about it. You start getting to like the, the back-end guys. It's like, oh, yeah, the, you know, the Gardner Minshews, the Phillip Rivers – the Derek Carrs, like those guys are still good players. I actually don't even think it's fair to put Derek Carr in with those names, but like there's guys all over, like there's so many quarterbacks. And, and so the big thing is like, as far as creating the roster, if Jimmy's not playing like a top eight guy, top 10 guy, then it's not worth it to keep him on a high salary contract. You said 22% if the cap drops, which I don't think it will drop. It probably won't just because that's like the minimum number and they're having a season and the season's going really well. They're going to make money. I think they'll be fine. Um, but it's it's definitely very interesting. Um, I posted a poll and I asked everyone like, "Hey, who do you think would who do you think is not going to make it?" Basically, and it was out or like, "Who is who's not going to be a 49er next year?" And the names were Quan Alexander, Jimmy G, um, who was the other guy? Sherman. Sherman, and who was the other person? Ford. Ford. And it was definitely it was definitely D Ford. Like you, you, yeah. I don't know how you would think that it's like D Ford's unhealthy. Um, the guy that had the lowest number, I think D, it's D Ford and Kwan will not be on the 49ers next year, like almost zero chance. They were the two lowest guys, which is funny to me. Jimmy G and Sherman, I think they tied for first. So it's really interesting, but it's definitely there's going to be some retooling, and you brought it up, but that's any offseason. I think we're also getting a little bit ahead of ourselves talking like, oh, yeah, like, how's it going? Like, it's not time to blow it up yet. I think that – I think this team is still – you know, if they don't have these injuries, they're 4-1 and one right now. And and it won't – it doesn't even mean that they've looked that good. But if Jimmy's healthy, not – he doesn't sprain his ankle. They beat the Eagles. I'm not going to say they beat the Dolphins because the Dolphins kicked their ass. But they would have beat the Eagles. Like, that was Nick Mullen. Like, both these last two losses have been like – you can point the finger almost at one guy entirely, but at the same time, you have to question what, how is the organization working? Why are these guys in these spots to fail? And that's the big, the big like question about it. You know, why is Nick Mullins like, and that's, I think that's more about the injury, but that's just backup quarterbacks. But like the, the biggest thing from Sunday for me is why is Allen in the game after he gets toasted and toasted and toasted and toasted, why didn't they take him out? They, they took him out, but they didn't take him out early enough. They should have took him out like first or second drive. Like, okay, and not yeah. only that, and not only that, it, it, this was not a coach's decision to remove Brian Allen. It was Akella Witherspoon who felt bad enough to go to Robert Sala himself and personally ask for Allen to be taken out of the game. So it, it blows my mind that, Robert Sala was going to sit there and be content either a to not change the formation and continue to get burnt or b just leave him out there to dry all by himself and have him be at the brunt of it because it that's what it seems like to me it seems like he was ready to pass all blame for this game onto him 
you know, almost like, well, what am I going to do? You know, I have four corners hurt. Like that's what you're getting paid money to do, man, is figure out how to, you know, fix that to make it a game. And he just wasn't doing that. Yeah. I like they bring that up. Like, okay, it's cool. Like Robert Sala can be a good coordinator, you know, when everyone's healthy, when the defensive line is eating, like, you know, and they have some, like, it was like one of the best pass defenses ever. But when those pieces aren't there in, what is this, his third year where they haven't been that good? Yeah. 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 He hasn't looked good and he doesn't make the adjustments. Jimmy Ward's not helping him. They're leaving a guy isolated that should never be left isolated. And I get like their thing is like, okay, we got it. Everyone has to do their role. We don't change the roles. You have to change the roles. Sometimes you have to make adjustments, right? Like, and I don't even, I don't even know exactly what you would do in that situation. But, but the whole Akello thing is also really weird. Like, why is Akello not out there in the first place? Like, what? If he's, if he's healthy enough to come in as a reserve, then he's healthy enough to start. I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense. Because if he's hurt, then he should be inactive. Like, you don't keep it. Like, you know how they did that with Leonard Fournette, and then he didn't touch the ball? Yeah. It was literally like, okay, like, I can, I can come in and do a little bit. Like, they're that shorthanded. Maybe it's like that, but he came in in the second quarter. So it, it must have not been that bad. You know, he played most of the game. So I don't know, man. I'm, I got to say I'm frustrated with Robert Sala. Um, but I don't think that it's time to, like, freak out over Lynch and Kyle because people are talking about that. People are talking about how the 49ers don't handle adversity. Like, what? Well, this Dude. is the first time since we've won that we've really had that kind of adversity. And I do want to mention – that when you usually when you make that deep of a run into the playoffs and you lose, this happens. You know, it's it's just history, man. Um, you know, you can go back. I mean, the Rams are literally a perfect example. You pretty much did the same thing that we did uh, last year that we are doing this year. Um, you know, they're going all in. They go get Ramsey. They go get you know this guy, that guy, and. Uh, you know, obviously theirs was a little bit more extreme because they paid big picks and big money, which we haven't done yet. Um, but still, man, like we did do that. We went into a win now mode and obviously with the injuries and stuff, it hasn't worked out. And that's kind of just the historical part of the game. If you lose the Super Bowl, it's really hard to get back there the next year. But you know, beyond that, you're right. It's way too early to be overreacting. We're five games into the season. We still have a ton of guys hurt. And, you know, we've been talking about reinforcements all year. Well, we're going to start getting more reinforcements back. And if Kyle can figure out how to run the offense more effectively, more efficiently, because I did feel like Garoppolo was kind of rushed back, like, oh, you know, you got to get out there. You got to get out there. If if he was eased back in, honestly, if we have Beathard start that game and, you know, a healthy corner that was not named Brian Allen on the boundary, yeah, would it have been a close game? Probably. Would we have lost? Maybe. But it at least would have been tolerable. The product that we put out on Sunday, that should never happen. That, that, that should never happen to a team that just came out of the Super Bowl. And that's why, and that's why, like guys like Matt Mayoko and uh, Dante Whitner were so upset because they're like, it looks so dysfunctional. Because you don't just go out there and get slaughtered by the Dolphins, who are not, not even in the same breadth of like talent on the Forty ers Now, injury when the, with all the injuries, yes, but like typically they're not, you know. And that's the thing. 
and a lot of people are really frustrated about it. Like, oh, look at all this. Like, dude, you got to look at how many injuries that have been endured. There's like five corners out. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even just Brian Allen as an undrafted guy playing. They also have Jamar Taylor at nickel, who's who just had to fill in too. Like those are two undrafted practice squad players, and then the other guy is Jason Verrett, who hasn't played, who like hasn't played a season since like 2015 or 2016. And he's never, like a, he's never even played a full 16 slate of games. You know, he's been hurt literally every year of his career. Yeah, I gotta say props to him. He he's hanging around, and he's he's somehow. I mean. He stayed with the organization after last year when he didn't really he didn't play. I mean, he came in and got like burned. You remember that he like someone got hurt. He yeah, came in and was, got burned uh, real quick, I, and then I want to say it was Deontay Johnson absolutely torched him last year. Yeah, but he's but he's looked all right. I mean, they haven't really thrown to him because he's much better than Brian Allen. But it it's got to be solid that has to step up. Um, just a quick question, just because I I kind of wonder this. I I don't think there's nothing needs to be changed like. Do we need to like fundamentally tear down this team? Absolutely not. The only thing that I kind of wonder, um, because there are going to be guys that are gone, but those are a lot of them are like financial reasons, like the Quan Alexander. Like he's probably going to be gone. Like it's just how it is. Like he's gonna, he's gonna, they're gonna want to save some money. Um, Jimmy, I I don't know how. It, it depends how the season plays out with Jimmy. It really does. Um, but what about Robert Sala? Like, do you think that there's a chance this year where they're like? He's not that good. I think that there's not because, and I've said this to you, anytime you make some like drastic changes, you take a step back the next year. Like whether you like it or at least the beginning of the year, it's very rare that it's like, oh, look, we just changed, like we just changed our coordinator. And then you just hit the ground rolling right after that. Like that's not very likely. Um, But what do you think about Robert Sala like kind of moving forward? Well, let's put it this way. Kyle Shanahan, this has been one of his, you know, his, his, boys man I mean he stuck with them after two consecutive really really bad seasons on defense um so I would find it hard to believe that he would just get rid of him after an injury you know scarred season I don't see that happening if we go like six and ten is the seat warm yeah it's getting a little bit warm I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat but it is warm, you know, because it's like, well, dude, if you can only do this when our players are healthy, what good does that do us, you know, as a team, as a whole? Because it's like, okay, if, if Bosa's out, like, can you do this? Like, can you do this without Nick Bosa? Can you do this without D Ford, who is undoubtedly getting cut at the end of the year? And that, those are questions he's going to have to answer. Um, and I do want to bring up to, um, we mentioned this before the episode, He's really, really been affected by the loss of the defensive backs coach, uh, Joe Woods. If you guys are unfamiliar with him, he's basically um, the guy who turned Mosley into what he was last year. Um, I don't know exactly what staff he joined or you know where he was promoted or whatever, but he's not with the team anymore. And that's kind of why we've seen a step back because – in guys like Mosley and Witherspoon is because, you know, Joe Woods is no longer there. And that is really, really, really affecting the secondary up to this point. And it could be a reason why Jimmy Ward, you know, has been kind of exposed a little bit this season as well. Um, but, you know, 
I, I do think we're getting to a point where the seat is getting a little bit warmer for Robert Sala, and he's going to have to start answering those questions. Yeah, big time. Um, I, I feel like that's probably a good place to wrap it up, but it was kind of a, a negative episode. I feel like every single 49ers podcast this week will be negative, um, but we're not going to freak out about, you know, oh, Kyle and Lynch can't do it, blah, 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 not that stuff. Um, the Jimmy stuff, that's been floating around for a while now. I mean, there, there's a couple guys that if they become available, like the Dax and the Aaron Rodgers and guys like that, like they could definitely make a run at some guys. So that'll be – We'll figure that out as the season goes on. Today wasn't a deciding factor in Jimmy Garoppolo's future. It's it just not. Like, that's just not how it is. Um, Sala, you mentioned like, what you just said. I do not think that they would move on from him. Even with the struggles, um, and you brought up, like, yeah, like it's hard to win like when you don't have your star guys. I mean, this is an offensive-driven league. If you don't have your star players making plays, besides, I mean, they have Fred. Fred's just balling. But besides that, like, it's tough. It's really tough. And so I think that the biggest, the biggest issue for me was like, why is Brian Allen there? That was the big thing for me. Like there's, there's no way you saw this guy in practice and we're like, Oh yeah, he's going to, he's going to do great against Devonte Parker on one-on-ones <laughs> running fades against him. Um, but that was like the big problem that I had with it. Um, just a couple questions. Like Jimmy didn't look good. He looked uncomfortable. He looked like he was out of it he didn't look like he was back and so I, I'm not taking that like a, taking a ton of like thought into that um the one thing that I do kind of wonder is how are they going to look next week because if they go out there and they get killed by the Rams it's going to be brutal it's going to be very brutal uh yeah. but I don't I don't know I don't I have honestly no idea what it's going to look like I would not be surprised if they went out there and they got killed and I would not be surprised if they went out there and the offense put up 40 on the Rams. And I know the Rams have been playing really good. They're, they're like the most efficient passing team and the most efficient pass defense. Now, they haven't played very good teams besides the Bills. But, like, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go out there and they, and they, and they killed them. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got killed, too. It's just kind of a really like a wild card game. And, and this game is going to act – this game will matter a lot. Um, just because if they don't win, I find it so hard for them to make the playoffs. If they do win, I if they do win, I bet they make the playoffs. So I would say that. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a deciding factor in which direction we go because, you know, you you get a bounce back win or you go to three losses in a row with your starting quarterback back. And I actually find three losses in a row, unfortunately, to be the more likely of the two scenarios. And this is my reason why. Um, I know a lot of fans aren't going to like to hear this. We talked about George Kittle having to block a lot more in the past game. If they can't run the football effectively, that's exactly what's going to keep happening. He's going to have to keep blocking and blocking and blocking. So there goes your best weapon. And then uh, they also have a guy named Aaron Donald who's pretty good. Who he's doesn't okay. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter he, who he you might block. do good against the 49ers interior offensive line. He had four sacks last week. Four. Yeah. He, he might yeah. double that against the Niners. And you know it doesn't matter who you're blocking or how many guys you know you're you're blocking. You could throw two tight ends. You could come up jumbo package every time, and he'll still find a way to get a sack. And, uh, and also they have a guy named Jalen Ramsey who now takes away the second best option on offense. 
And that to me is probably too much to overcome offensively. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's are you know really good at scheming, but let's not forget that uh, the 49ers last year, week 16, literally came down to a game-winning field goal against the same roster pretty much. And that was with Bosa and Sherman and a lot of these guys. So it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. I would say this um, one thing. I don't think the issues are going to be on offense as much, at least like my concerns. Like I think the offense will look a lot better. I think the offense is going to come out and be a lot more sound. Kyle's played the Rams very well and been able to, to score a lot of points, get a lot of yards against them. And like, yes, the like Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, those guys are studs. The way they've beat the Rams, they've attacked their linebacking core. They've ran the ball outside really well. And they've tried to take Aaron Donald out of the game in terms of get the ball out really quick. Um, have your running – like, that's a big thing. Like, McKinnon's a great pass-blocking guy. If he's there on third down in the backfield with Jimmy, he steps up. You know, he takes on Aaron Donald. And, and yes, he's not like he's going to be like a piece of cake. Like, Aaron Donald's going to have a game. I absolutely expect that. Jalen Ramsey's played the Niners pretty well in his career, even though he's lost both, both times. Uh, against Jimmy but I think they'll still be able to score points against him I think the big thing is like McVay is going to be doing the same stuff and if Sala doesn't like Sala's got to hang I think Jimmy will will be able I mean uh, Kyle will be able to get points on the board like he's going to find stuff you know they'll hopefully we see some more of those reverses and, and maybe this could be this might be a Kyle Shanahan flex on him game like hey like we might not have all of our guys but I'm still going to be scheming guys open. We're still going to be scoring points and we can, we can, we can win a shootout. Um, and I don't, I don't, I'm also with you. Like I think more likely the Rams are going to win it, but I would not be surprised if that's the case. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's really what we're going to have to see, man. We gotta, we gotta see if that's the kind of guy, you know, Kyle's going to be because we talked about it, you know, a couple episodes ago about, uh, you know, how important it is for the offense to play well when the defense is this hurt. You know, you can win games with a bad defense if your offense steps up. And Jimmy and the offense did not look good enough by any means to win that game last week. And uh, if that changes, we have a chance. But um, still, man, I mean, the Rams, McVay, Donald, Cup, Goff, you know, they – now that they have their running game back, it will be a little bit difficult to shut these guys down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's a great spot to wrap it up. I know we kind of said that like a few minutes ago, but um, thanks everyone for listening. If you're listening on Apple, please leave a rating and review. That is a huge help. Um, and we'll, I'll be back on Friday. Jake and me will be back next week, maybe after the game Sunday night or Monday, but uh, we'll have some stuff posted for you soon. So we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening.